This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Uh, by the way, if you have not listened to the Isaiah Stanbeck yesterday, uh, go check really that out, good. man. He's really good. We'll have him on as a guest a lot more. He's always fun to talk to. Good uh, football analysis. Derek was very intrigued by him yesterday, so we'll see what goes on there. Also, make sure to get out to Mexican Bar Company today from 2 to 7. You can go ahead and get out there now uh, and hang out with the G-Bag Nation. I suggest the lobster tostadas. All right. And that chicken they brought really yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's like grilled chicken, very like seasoned to perfection. That is, it is, and it's a, it's kind of like deboned too. Like that is a fan. That's one of their signature dishes that they brought up. You can see it on my Twitter at in the majors, and I wish I could remember the name right now. I just had it up a few minutes ago. It's very, very good though. Mexican Bar Company. Mexican Bar Company. That's what exactly <laughs> where you need that's to go. The name you needed to remember. If you want to drink hot guava or the big nose goes to Texas, those are my two favorite drinks okay. that they have there. They're all strong. Guacamole's great too. Oh man, their guac is really good. Everything. Everything's good, man. They have some great stuff. All right. I wanted there are a couple things I want to get to. Do you want I'm gonna give you, Kevin and okay. Mike, your options. Cool. I like it. Cowboys, Rangers, or Carter? I'm gonna go Cowboys first because I just saw Carter. All right. Man, I feel like you hit them all if you go Dallas Cow Dallas Carter Cowboys. Yeah, that's really good. Because oh, man. that's the name of the that's school, a, that right? That point. is, that is. Um are you gonna go Cowboys as well then? No, I'm gonna go with Carter. All right, then Joey, it's up to you. You know what he means not, Carter not- his kid, not Carter High School, right? <laughs> We're going to go back to 1988 oh my God. and get that championship. Joey, Dallas Cowboys. Whatever year it was. Rangers or Carter. I'm going to vote for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Thank you very much, Joey. We will start. The one thing you can't rely on from the Cowboys, that is for a team to go into the game on a low against the Cowboys. So, and this is very specific. The Vikings just won a big game, like a very big game against one of the best teams in the entire NFL. Okay. In a game that is like was exhausting, and probably afterwards they partied like crazy. They were probably like, and this is the game, Kevin, where you get a letdown. Like, this yeah. should be the week yeah. if, out of all weeks where the Vikings are like, we just did it, dude. We took down the Bills, and we did, we, we did it late in the game. This is the one we can relax. We can relax this week because we just accomplished what we needed to. Okay. You should be able to get a letdown game. However. You don't. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, Kevin, this is a perfect storm here. This is the game where the Cowboys just lost a gut punch game. Yeah. And should be raring to go in the next one and get the perfect storm of playing an opponent who is... Off of a who has a who is set up for a big letdown game, but again, it's the Dallas Cowboys. You don't get a break when right. you're the Cowboys. You are constantly 
you get multiple things when you are the Cowboys. That is, this is our chance to go make a statement in front of a lot more people because the Cowboys are always in some sort of game of the week or primetime, which I did just see that I think the Patriots have four straight games in primetime over the next four games. This is ridiculous. Do they really? That is nuts. Oh. Um, so... Do That's, the Cowboys too? I, I mean, if you consider three twenty-five primetime, it's kind of like it always is. You get the Thanksgiving game, and then usually, aren't we Thursday night football after that? Or yeah, I, or is that this not, is yeah? This is interesting because the Patriots have the night Thursday game on Thanksgiving, and then they play Thursday again, and then they have Sunday night, and then they have Monday night, and then oh, Sunday so, night. So, so they're all night. So yeah, they're all legitimately you. night games. The but with the with this perfect storm that you should have. A team that's ticked off that they lost the way that they did, and a team that's like, "Hey, we did everything we needed to. We're we're good. We're sitting here with a great record right now in the in the NFL." And the Eagles lost, so guess what? We're right there at the top. We're good. You should get this perfect storm of the team that let down, but it's the Cowboys because, again, the Cowboys are who they are. You always have a target on your back or chest. Like it's it is a we get to go show the world we beat the Cowboys. Uh, and and I, that's why I think that Minnesota, after what they did against the Bills, they're looking at this going, "Oh, this is another opportunity for us because it's the Cowboys." So let's go, let's go rub it in their face. So this is the bad part about being America's team, yeah. then, because if it was a track record that the Cowboys had of winning and losing, then people would probably be like, "Meh." Yeah. But since you know everyone's gonna be like, seriously, I, I'm not just saying this for hyperbole. It's a fact. The Cowboys-Giants game will be the highest-rated NFL game all year because every year the Thanksgiving game with the Cowboys is the highest-rated NFL game all year. And wasn't the Packers-Cowboys game just— currently the highest-rated. That record will be broken by Cowboys-Giants, guarantee it. Yeah, so like that's, that is the, the, the thing that you can't rely on. Like This week, I think you could have relied on— the team, what is it? Broadus always uses the term of uh, the the team that needs it the most. Oh yeah, uh, and then desperation, and the desperation team. You got that one. Plus, you got the the team coming off the the the. It's like in the NCAA tournament, Kevin. You'll have that big game that just is exasperating for that one team. Yeah, and then they let down the next week, and you're like, or the, in a couple of days, and you're like, what happened? So I'm not relying on that this Sunday okay. as the Cowboys square off with the Minnesota Vikings right here. On 105.3 The Fan and Kevin, I know we have a lot of stuff going on uh, throughout Sunday and a lot of stuff going on this weekend as well. CA's player profile this week is going to be Sam Williams, and they'll also nice. have on the pregame Tracy Wolfson, which we love her. So very much looking forward to that pregame live at 12.30. KG and Chris Arnold are on before that, too. Now to the Rangers. We did it. Which good luck, Joey. I know you got some NFL stuff going on with the music. Good luck with the baseball oh, music. Oh, nice a transition. Okay. We announced earlier that the Rangers will host the 2024 All-Star Games. And I was going through the quotes here. Actually, Tim Collins was going through them. He just pointed it out for us. The Rangers are honored to be awarded the 2024 All-Star Game, which, again, I think we need to tell the bosses we want to spend the week out there. Yes. If we're all here, because I know it is kind of vacation time a little bit. Because uh, oh. middle of summer. I thought you were insinuating people were going to get fired. No, no, no. Well, okay. That too. Um, but if we're all around, I think we should be out there doing stuff. Like we could do send Kevin out for man like on the stay street at the stuff. hotel, the hotel that's getting uh, built. Yeah. That'll be built by then. Yeah. Right. Just hang out it at Texas be. Live the whole time. Ray it's supposed Davis, to be a whole bunch of more floors, though. Majority oh. owner Ray Davis released the statement 
With the opening of Globe Life Field, the GILF, in 2020, and the incredible development that continues to take place around the park, Arlington is in an ideal location to host Major League Baseball's Midsummer Classic. Here you go. Listen to this part. Okay. We want to thank Commissioner Rob Manfred, who, Kevin, I know you you love, the state of Texas, and Bye. the governor's office. Oh. This is interesting. The cities of Arlington and Fort Worth, and all the dedicated officials from Arlington, Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau, and Visit Fort Worth for their efforts in bringing this showcase event to the, to the area. They didn't mention Dallas at all. Now, I do I do know, because they did say the governor's office, and I feel like, am I wrong in saying... Do you think they didn't want to put a name in case they put this release out a week or two <laughs> no, ago? I no, get what you're saying. Am I wrong in saying that the did the governor at one point have something against the All-Star game being in Texas? I think he said last year that the state would not seek to host the All-Star game. Oh, and I can't remember Is it exactly. because of when they moved it a couple of years ago or last year? Yeah, I, I saw something oh, about, political. like, you released something, yeah, about yeah. the elections in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Even though the state has nothing to do with, I think, bringing the All-Star game here. So I, want, yeah. I do wonder if, you know, they, they specifically thank the governor's office. And I know that the that Dallas is kind of looked at as a more of a, a liberal city, especially if you were looking at the votes this year, right? Well, but I is, al- that, is there any real political connection to all this? I get what you're saying. I also think the problem is I kind of wonder if Dallas is still like, hey, we still wanted the Rangers to like relocate. Okay, all and right. So I'm not really looking to like particularly help you out. You know, Mike pointed something out too, though. When the Super Bowl was here. It was a big, like, Roger Staubach's group. Adrian was part of that company mm-hmm. or that group that helped push for it. That uh, it, There was a big faction of, hey, we got to have stuff in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, you're shaking your head no. Corey, real quick, it's going to bother you, the player, and what happened. And Damakun Sue has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. This is not, does not bother me. Oh, oh, crap, actually, it does. You said the Eagles. I didn't hear that part. I, I just ignored it. Oh, crap. <laughs> Sorry See, to derail. That was even, very well set up. The Cowboys didn't even have to do anything to inter- interrupt our baseball talk, Mike. The Cowboys yeah. didn't even do it, and they still interrupted our baseball <laughs> Don't talk. Don't look at me. There's a song about him, A Boy Named Sue. Yeah. By it's Johnny that, Cash. It yep. feels like the dates wouldn't work out. This stinks. I, uh, I did say, somebody texted in earlier and was like, why don't we just go ahead and hurry up and sign Sue? And I was like, that's not the real problem with the defensive line right now. It's more about sealing the edge off, but the fact that they did it and they added that player, that only tells me that the Cowboys are more interested in the receiver than they are in in, the, in adding this guy. And, Kevin, this is another thing, too. We've been begging them to sign this guy for years. Yeah. And just go ahead and give him the $10 million and shore up that middle of your defense and everything's going to be fine. If you had a choice, would you rather have Sue or Beckham? Sue. Think I'm gonna go Beckham? I might regret. Sue's that actually healthy. No, I. That's that's true. We were talking last night about if Beckham is a fast healer, and I was like, well, the thought was he'd be ready by third by November, so he's not a fast healer. Yeah. <laughs> the I. This is this, and what what really frustrates me more, Mike, is that the Eagles did it. They're already stacked. I have no clue how they keep spending money either, but they're already a stacked team that that knows. They're like, we are on a. Super Bowl run. And what happened the other night? They got run on. Yeah. By the Washington Commanders. And they said, let's fix that today. We don't want that to happen again. So, Kevin, you brought in your first segment today. 
pretty much a waste. Like you wasted a segment now at this point by w- us discussing that because now Sue's going to fix that for do him. Do you think that he's still good enough to fix it for him? I do. Okay. I think he's a really good player. Uh, and they're, dude, their middle of their defense should just be destroyed. What happened people. to the Georgia kid? That yeah, Jordan Davis. What, what's wrong with him? He got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Then they put him on like, injured reserve. Oh, so he's done. Uh, I have to go back and double check. I thought he was not done for the season, but he's out for, I think, at least three more games. Okay. Dad gum, man. They they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and they're just so willing to go get more players. That's the thing th- that about them, Kevin. Because you're right. That is a great observation, as I think that's what's going to agitate fans, is the Eagles see the writing on the wall of this could be a special season, Let's and they're like, it. Why not just go ahead and spend a little bit of extra money? And people over here in Dallas in the Metroplex are begging the Cowboys to go get Odell Beckham Jr. And they're like, well, you know, we could carry some of this cap space over and I don't really know how that's all going to work out. And I think that's what what drives people insane. And then the last thing, Kevin, is whenever I ask Carter to do his chore or clean something up, he yeah, just chill. yells at me, what am I, the butler around here? Oh, God. And I'm like, yes. Pretty much. And I do use the, I I make money. You go to school. All right? Like, all I, I, I pay for everything in this house. Or what, I, I use the Chris Rock line all the time. Like, are you happy you have light that you can read those those books by? That you can play your PlayStation on? If you want to keep that, pick up your crap. I And I would get it if kids really, after school was over, like, were swamped. With home, I feel like, at least for my kids, I do know that there is some homework, but I feel like, you know, it just goes back to, like, my day. I feel like there's less homework now that they make sure that they try to get as much oh, work man. done. Fascinating. Do you feel like Brandon has more I homework? I do feel like he has more my homework. My kids don't Garland have homework. Plano doesn't give homework anymore. And what a great thing that is. <laughs> I support that a million but percent. You're just asking for Carter or yeah. Avery. Help. Like, just... Just 10 minutes. That's yeah. all I'm asking for 10 minutes a day. I know you're playing video games for more than 10 minutes a yeah, day. Yeah, for real. I know you're on your phone more than 10 minutes a day. That's I'm just asking that for, girl. I'm not asking for an hour and a half. I'm asking for 10 minutes. But then I am asking for an hour and a half so we get good at baseball. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, guess what? I make money for a living. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece. <laughs> Great use right there, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next... Let's talk about the Mavs, and actually, I want to shift right here and talk about the complex chart that Corey showed us that displays a very simple fact about the Mavericks. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Usman Garuba blocks the shot and way upstairs on the line. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where we can pretend Another W. that the Mavericks defeated the Rockets 101-92 instead of the other way around. I support positive Joey, and I appreciate Undefeated. him playing that highlight. He couldn't find one of a Mavs rebound. That's tough <laughs> that he said, hey, could you find a Mavs rebound? He said there wasn't one. That is very fair. And so people were hitting us up last night on social media, and they were like, if your starting lineup is Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, Spencer Dinwiddie and Josh Green how many games do you win in an NBA season and that started this discussion and this quest and Corey I hate to bring this up because spoiler alert it's not going to go super well is Indomitian Sue sign with the Eagles yes but but we did get the all-star game in 2024 oh and Mike thinks he's done so don't worry about it is the complex chart that prevent that presents you with the simple fact that the Mavericks don't have a lot of talent. The, that is my interpretation. Uh, is that what it's called? The complex chart. It's called the Raptor. The best NBA Raptor. players according to Raptor, which uh, Mike. I'm not really going to go try and figure out what Raptor means. I'll let you figure that it's out. It's probably kind of like war. Yeah. I, mean, I, guess it, I honestly don't understand war, but yet I get it. Yeah. It is your war value, your overall Raptor. Uh, in I offense, defense, sentence. and and uh, and tote, uh, which I guess is total. Yeah. And then they they balance that out with your war. The highest war player in the NBA right now. Would you like to take a guess, Mike? I mean, my guess would be Giannis. My boy. That's my I know boy. It's probably going to be Jokic. Interesting. Uh, Giannis is twenty sixth. What? According to the Raptor score. Okay. Well, wow. now the Raptor makes me angry. The and I think it might have to do with the simple fact that he's so balanced. Uh, like uh, his his defense should go should be higher. Like actually. his work work life balance. His so <laughs> Jokic uh, is the highest. Kid balance. Jokic's total Raptor score is at like fourteen point eight. Okay. All right. So his offense is eight point four. His defense is 6.5, and that totals out to 14.8. And somehow, that number in war turns into 3.7. Okay. All right. right. That's the highest war in the NBA is 3.7. Which is very high 13 to 15 games into a season. That's a really good point. Luka. Wow. That's Yeah, that's super high. Luka is a 10.8 offensive Raptor score, 0.4 defensive Raptor score, Totaling 11.2, which gives him a war of 3.5. Okay. So, By the way, I do feel like his defense has gotten way better this year. I get why it wouldn't yeah. be in the Jokic or Giannis he or whoever negative category. last year. Yeah. I just want to, like, I, I remember looking at this last year, and I know he, I'm pretty sure he was a negative at one point, and it, it raised slowly throughout the season. So your top two are Jokic and Luka, 3.7, 3.5. All right. I think we'd all agree that, even yeah, if you sense. don't think those are the best two, they're among the best two. They're a the very league. good chance that they're both going to finish first team all NBA. Yes. As one of the five best players in the NBA. I'm not certain that Kelly Olenek is oh, well, he's, that... he's a one. Okay. But so is Trey Young. 
and CJ McCollum and Trey Murphy. You know, like those guys are kind of in that range. De'Aaron Fox. I will tell you this. There's a guy sitting next to me named Kevin that probably loves this. You love Kelly Olynyk? No, about Trey Young being oh, in yeah. that category. Yeah, there, there's there's there one. They're in like the top. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That puts them in like the top 53 NBA players. All right. The next player for the Mavericks after is, second after second, which is a 3.5, is Josh Green at 85. He is tied with 13 people with a .7 WAR. Uh, so that puts him in a very bad spot right now. That and is- he's very efficient with putting the ball in the basket right now for the amount of temps. Like, this might not stay that high because can he shoot? I don't have his stats pulled up, but can he shoot 40% from three this year? That's probably too big of a jump. He's going to be better, and I'll, I'll, I can pull it up real quick here. But some of Josh Green said, oh, he's 45.8 from three this year. Probably not going to stay that high. That would be incredible. And he's 58.1 field goal percentage. Probably not going to stay that high. Yeah. His his offensive his offensive raptor, negative 1.4. Well, maybe he will stay around. His defensive (laughs) raptor, plus 4.3. So he's a as Kevin said coming out of college, exceptional defender. Yeah. We always knew that. Your next guy, Spencer Dinwiddie, who is tied with 19 players. For number 98 at 0.6. So not that much that far off. You would expect, though, he'd be better than Josh Green in war. But as you said, Green's efficiency and so forth is helping him out a little bit right now. And at number at 98, I just want to check this real quick where Dinwiddie is offensively in the positive, defensively in the negative, and his Raptor score. Now let's go down to 128. <laughs> Where Christian Wood is tied with 14 other people with a .4 WAR, and would you guys like to guess what his uh, what his WAR like his Raptors are? I'm guessing defensively, it's not super awesome. Let's say five to negative two. It's the same off. for both. It's .1 for both offense and defense. Really, that's that super weird. Very yeah. interesting, considering what we see and know about and hear about the player. Okay. Now let's go down to 153. I just want to point out again, Luca two, the next yeah. player, 85. That the, is and if I have staggering. this correct, there's 150 starters in the NBA. If you want to say like there's 150 players that start, it doesn't mean the 150 best players, but there's 150 starting positions in the NBA. And you are at number already past what you'd consider starting players. 21 players are tied for 153. So I don't know how that works, but even still. Point two, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dorian Finney-Smith. And Dorian, I think, has a higher uh, defensive rating. Oh, my God. I, be- I hope he does. Hardaway, at this point, has a negative .8 defensive rating and a negative .9 offensive rating. Yeah. That's miserable. He'll that get, is bad. He'll get better offensively. As much as I pick on him, he's not this bad offensively as a 33% shooter overall. He's not this bad. He's more. He's usually 39 to 42%, which isn't good, no. especially how many times he likes jacking it up. But I will say that when mm-hmm. it comes to defense, he's probably not that good. He might be the worst defensive player in the NBA. Trey Young's like, wait a second, shut up, Bassick. I'm way worse than Tim Hardaway Jr., <laughs> but they're both in the same category Agreed. of yeah. Olay is their favorite term on defense. The next person is going to be Maxi at 202. 
Yeah, Maxi Yips Kleba. He is my. This is fascinating. Negative three point nine offense plus point eight defense. So he makes sense. He's a negative point one WAR player. That means yeah. that you have players like him not being on the court is beneficial. Yeah, I won't go that far because I do think. I do think for the most part, he's a good 12 to 20 minutes on any team in the NBA. Where where, where do you want to play him 12 to 20? He is a negative offensive player, and he's becoming way more negative. It's that he refuses to shoot the ball. Like, he's like, I'm not joking. He's Rick Ankiel on the mound, or whoever you want to talk about, yips, Chuck Knobloch, if you know him better. He has he is yipping right now on offense where he gets the ball and it's a total panic yeah. and he has to get rid of it not to shoot it he has to get rid of it because he does not want to touch the ball on offense and he is he has a major mental block that I think Donnie Cockstein is going to become his guy that can help him out the most cuz he doesn't even want to touch the basketball at this point the um and then the last player is Reggie Bullock who is at negative 0.5 war yeah. with a negative 3.1 offensive rating and a negative 2.3 defensive rating <sighs> at this point. And that's sad, but again, this guy can turn this. He supposedly turns the switch on whenever January rolls around because, Mike, as most football fans believe, basketball season starts in January or February. The the astonishing part about this is this is our second source in as many days that show you the talent disconnect for the Mavericks. Is we went over the team asset rankings yesterday from Hoops Hype and you can just say that's one sport, one source, but they did not have a top 100 trade value player besides Luka at second. Now here's another analytical breakdown of like your war or your PER kind of statistic that says Luca is second and the next one was what did you say 85 mm-hmm. and so that shows that you theoretically just about every team should have three players on the list by the time you get to the Mavericks second player. and your guy that's in the 80s Josh Green is averaging 18 minutes a game the the Mavericks playing the best of his right. career thus far but the Mavericks also know we have to limit his minutes the more minutes we play him it might not end up being better we have to limit where he's playing you know we don't want to play him yet the last three to five minutes of games yet I hope by the end of the year Josh Green is a part of hey maybe he should play the last five minutes because he's doing good not because somebody's doing so bad by the way I don't want the Raptor scores Kevin to be confused with the Carmelo player projection which is a completely different set of projections the Raptor score is robust algorithm using player tracking and on-off ratings. That's the Raptor. That's the okay. what the acronym stands for. By the way, isn't Carmelo Anthony, doesn't he still want to play? He does. He's not on a team, right? I honestly am not sure about that. I don't that. think he is. I'm just I'm I, not I, disputing. I know that. you just threw that. I'm just like, wait a second. I think we have 15 minutes a night for Carmelo Anthony, and he could help this team. Interesting. I wonder how that would fit in with the team and defensive philosophy to go along with it. It can't I've, be worse. Yeah. I have no idea. When we played Tim Hardaway actually, Jr. From what I was told in his time in Portland, yeah. like he was a great teammate. Yeah. Because he okay. decided, I'll, think, I'll commit those other things because I just want to keep And can't commit some to defense, yeah. which is true. I don't, he's like I, I, just, sa- I, he's like, I saved my body my entire career from playing defense before, and now I have the legs <laughs> Hold left. Hold on. Did he say that? I don't sure. know if I believe that. You know what's amazing, and I put this out when they were 6-3. and three. Besides Luka, this has not been good for most players on the Mavs this year. They no. are playing below what we thought they would play. I don't think there's any hope for McGee here. I've given up. 
hope on McGee. I think the Mavs have given up hope because on Because they've McGee already phased him out of the rotation. I do think Hardaway Jr. can play better than this. I do think that Christian Wood can play better than this. Dinwiddie's having a good year. I don't know if he can play better than this. You just he hope he's having a good year. Yeah, you just hope that he plays at the level he's playing at. Dorian Finney-Smith can play better than this. Obviously, Reggie Bullock, this is the worst version you'll ever see of Reggie Bullock. It's horrible, so he can play better than this. So I do think there's hope when it comes to the role players playing better, but then how big is their ceiling? That's the yeah. tough thing is like they can play better, but yet they're still not all of a sudden going to turn into – CJ McCollum and you know whoever else you want to say like can be like this unbelievably great role player. And you juxtapose that with the frustrating part is ESPN just put out their way too early awards and two of their five experts pick Luca to win MVP. And it's just it is it's an amazingly interesting chart. I know it's complex, but the simple fact is you have a great player, and we still have not a whole lot going around him. And by the way, I was reminded by Atolo on Twitter. Thank you. I forgot. JaVel McGee can't be traded till December 15th. So if there is something about ready to happen with Jay Crowder in the next few days, JaVel McGee cannot be part of a trade. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we will chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation as they are live at Mexican Bar Company at the shops in Willow. Bend if you want to go see them. We'll chat with them next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Let's take you out and about courtesy of DM Leasing for a chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you? And remind everybody, where is you today? We are at Mexican Bar Company in Plano. Shops at Willow Bend. Join us. This is one of our favorite places to broadcast from. The service is outstanding. The environment is a second to none. And the food is uh, is the best. Dude, I was there one night. It was a Saturday evening. My wife and I went there for dinner. And all of a sudden, they were like, hey, we're uh, we're going to have to move your table here at 9 o'clock. And I was like, what do you mean? What, what at 9 o'clock? What's going on? They were like, oh, yeah, it's tango time. We're going to be dancing. Or salsa dancing. Salsa. Yeah, Hello. and they started. Salsa. There were people salsa. dressed up. Like, they were dressed up in their dresses. They were all dressed nice. And I was like, what? And they are like, beginners, yep. experts, whatever. We're salsa dancing. It was awesome. Salsa dancing, or as Brian knows it, hot sauce dancing. Hot sauce dancing <laughs> is what I call it. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, they got, the, they got the tables on the wheels here, so they can just move them right out, and then the dance floor pops. And uh, the locals tell us it's a five to one ratio gentlemen you're darn right it is night up here for salsa night so uh get your booties out here and let's do some let's do some hot sauce and brought us oh yeah and you know the plano kooks come out to play over the weekend Corey. you know that just That's as well as i do i'm sure i have no Legendary. clue what you're talking about mm-hmm. now as long as we're talking about ratios i have a question for you guys is what is Corey looking at because he just sent me an article that says the sex robot revolution is approaching, study says. He says it popped up on his feed. This article is from 2017. <laughs> Do you think Corey is actively looking at sex robot things, which is why they fed him that story? I think it's probably because yeah. I retweeted it yesterday. Is, this a, is it from you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you looking at that leads us to sex robot discussions? Know. He was I'm amazed sure. yesterday when he saw I it. I was. I brought it up. I think it ended up being CGI. Is that what we're really looking at? Because I, I was like, there's no way this is an actual robot. It looked really, really real. It did. Yeah. I, I was real. pulled off sides as well. Here's it the... felt real. You got to, you got and the, to feel? And the, the tweet didn't say it was CGI. 
you know, so I didn't know exactly what I was looking at, and, and some Tolos uh, let me know. Where is she? She's still in the house? Certainly piqued the curiosity of uh, old Courtney. Yeah. Do you think? I thought, that was a big, I thought that was a big jump in technology to be able to make a robot like that, but it wouldn't surprise me because, you know, you, you see these guys making these uh, these military dog robots that seem pretty sophisticated. Oh, yeah. you, got, you got upright human robots, humanoid robots, I guess would be the appropriate term, doing box jumps now. So mm. who knows what, what could be, uh, you know, just around the corner. Zach, do you ever think they'll be robot strippers? <laughs> There's probably already robot strippers, man. I'm sure Amsterdam's got that over there in the red light district. <laughs> but good whatever ones, the hell you want. Good ones that could be legit, you know, fakes that you couldn't tell. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. This, yeah. That's, that's tough the to evolution off. of the sport. I man. prefer the real thing. That's like interesting it. what you just bring up there. In the story, it says doing the robot no longer refers to just the <clears throat> dance move. Uh, and yeah. then it says it found out that 49% of American adults believe that doing that with a robot would become common practice within the next 50 years, Kevin. Wow. And they said the 9% 9% of women polled would consider it. Uh, however, one in four men said that they were open to the idea. And Dawson, to go along with looking like it, the appearance no. was definitely a huge factor. 52% of both. Men and women said that they have to have something that resembles a human. All right, so they don't want just a, a, a little, you know, uh-huh. a, a, a truck engine out there. That uh-huh. they're uh-huh. up with. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. yeah, resemble either one of those things. Oh. <laughs> or a some flash. Of I feel like there's satisfaction and disappointment at the end of this. Tell me more. You're just ashamed of yourself. Shame. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You're like, so what's wrong, Michael? He had sex with a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it felt good, but then at the end, There's no what did cuddling. I just do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These are the intriguing questions that we have you guys on to help us figure out. Now, this is going to be a hard transition for robot sex. Do you, do you think Indomitian Sue has anything left? Unfortunately, yeah, I'm sure he's got a, a little bit left in there. Because what, what what are they bringing him in? Let's stop the run together, okay? So yeah. you, you get to play a limited amount of snaps, and uh, we just need you to be a beast on obvious running situations. Yeah, feel like he's probably going to be good enough to do that. I admire what they're doing. You know, because they, they suck they, at stopping the run too. They do. Yeah, really soft up front. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't have Jordan Davis, so uh, your your biggest weakness is up the middle. Let's go ahead and sign Linville Joseph and bring in Dominican Sue and just see if they can fix that. Is Jordan Davis coming back this year? Yeah, he's on not that four-game IR thing right now, so that's kind of the the plan for them to they, – they feel like that they're going to get him back here. In a, well, he'll be back for the Cowboy game. Sure he will. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. How pumped are you guys about 2024, the Major League Baseball All-Star game coming to Arlington? Heck yeah, man. I think Second that's... home run derby? Is that what we get? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We get it all. It's going to be a blast. I loved what you guys were saying. I think we should just camp out there all week and enjoy all the festivities. Is that a doable bucket list thing, Mike? What's the ticket going to be like, you think? It's not too bad. Um, you know, it just matters where you're going to sit. But if you want to get into the All-Star game, I think you're looking at 100 to 150 bucks in the upper deck. Oh, yeah. We're going. Um, yeah, you know, awesome. obviously, the closer you get, obviously, you want front row tickets. It starts to get to be a thousand bucks or a little bit over that. But if you just want to yeah. get in the the thing, what's really fun is you could go to the home run derby, which is a little bit less. It just matters where you're sitting, and that kind of getting mm-hmm. outfield seats is the more expensive seats for that. And then you can go to the futures game on on that yeah. uh, Sunday, which is you know a thing that we didn't have back in the day when the All Star Game came to. Uh, uh, the ballpark in Arlington. So there's a lot of things. I always thought the festivities was really fun to go to, usually at a convention center. 
Is it like the red carpet thing? We still do that too, right? Yeah, and yeah. that wasn't that didn't happen back in the day either. No, yeah, yeah. I remember see Martin Perez that coming out, some crazy outfits. You're like, oh, here, let's dress up the kids. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it was kind of nuts. Look fun though. I love the All Star Game, Kevin. Have you been to an All Star Game? Never been to an All Star Game. Like, you love watching it. I, though? W- I do. I, I love like my m- favorite memory is Bo Jackson, and I think Pudge like hit a ball into the wall in Kansas City, and it just stuck out there. And Bo Jackson had to go like dig it out and everything. And I just thought that was so cool to see those two guys on the field together. And I was just, so yeah, man. All Star All Star environment is my favorite time. Now Rob Manfred did say that it was in part because the Rangers stepped up to host the World Series in 2020. That helped facilitate. They're like, oh, they were great hosts and everything like that. So, of course, I would argue it's just because they had a new stadium, and that's pretty (laughs) much what baseball does. But, you know. The Gilf's a good stadium, though, man. It's a really nice place out there. I still. Big Gilf guy. Okay. He's been in the Gilf a lot. But don't you guys think that baseball will frown upon us doing an entire week of stuff out there if we continually say we're live from the Gilf? No, I think that they would welcome it. They understand what an acronym is. Absolutely. We're just shortening the name. Yeah. I'm going to say they're not going to understand, and we're probably going to get in trouble. (laughs) No, no, baseball loves old people, man. That's what they cater to. Every one of their fans are are gilfs. Wow. They've got enough issues. Their own commissioner said that the trophy's a worthless piece of junk. Yeah, it's a piece of metal. Who cares? (laughs) Wouldn't gilfs be for younger people and milfs are – wait, is it – Tell me well, more. He said gill surfer <laughs> old people. I don't think we should say that or who are we to judge? Yeah, man. Are you saying milfs are for younger people and gilfs are for older people? Jets quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a young street. No, I'm not saying that they're for old people. I'm saying they are old people. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of in, in the name. Globe Life. Globe Life Field is what it, the actual name of it. Now, and by the way, as long as Rob Manford is busy not caring about baseball, he also said it's not up to him to decide. Rob and, Rob and Eric have something in common right now, by the way. Oh, what's that? What's that? They're both drinking at lunch. <laughs> you think uh, you think no, Rob, Rob is too? Oh, there's no question. It'll take Eric about two hours to finish that beer, though, so cheers, it's all good. Cheers to you, Rob, wherever you are. All right. Rob Probably Manford. Light with me. He also said it's not his job to decide about Pete Rose going to the Hall of Fame. That's up to the oh, Hall. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, there he's like, jeez. He's like, job is, is there it? a guy that doesn't want to be commissioner more than him? No, not a single person. He's trying to like listen. Hey, I'm trying to like say things that nobody believes, and so if you want to kick me out, feel free. But nobody's kicking him out. He's, yeah, yeah, he's hanging in there. Yeah. He's like, hey, that's the Hall of Fame board's job, not my job. So, yeah, really well done across I'm just the a board. Lawyer there. for the owners. That's yeah. what the job is. Now, there's really no such thing as commissioner of anything. It's I'm the lawyer for the owners. That actually is a pretty good point. All right, gentlemen, what do you got coming up on the program? And remind everybody where you are. Mexican Bar Company, come on by for some great fellowship and delicious food and beverage. And uh, we're going to have Tank Lawrence at 445. It is a Thursday. Yes. All right. Looking forward to that. Roll home either with the G-Bag Nation or go see the G-Bag Nation out at Mexican Bar Company. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here. I'm 105.3 The Fan. Say dill pickle flavored Reese's peanut butter cups, Kevin. What? Yeah, we're going to have those. For that people. sounds disgusting. How yep. about say tacos, Kevin? Let's talk about it. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.